It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Chicago Bears filled the biggest need on their roster right as training camp is about to start. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Lockdown Bears on Facebook, join the Lockdown Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk, and make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. On the show today, finally, a right guard, a veteran right guard signed for the Chicago Bears, a much, much needed veteran edition right on the eve of training camp. We'll get to know new Bears offensive lineman Michael Schofield. Look at where he fits on this offensive line and in the bigger picture of this Bears offseason. We'll kind of break down some of his career and his past, how he's gotten to Chicago and how it's kind of bringing some of his career a little bit full circle in a, in a specific scheme sense. We'll get into that a little bit. And then we'll look at, okay, now the Bears are finally bringing in players again. They have salary cap space. Where else could they or should they look to add veterans with the money that they have at positions where they could either use more depth or more competition for the starting lineup? But it's about damn time the Bears signed a right guard. We got the news on Sunday of them working out Michael Schofield and then yesterday made the signing official. And my first thought was just like, what took so long? Why why wait all the way up until the eve of training camp? Literally, today, Tuesday, as this podcast comes out, is the day that the rest of the team fully reports to Bears training camp. And so that's the day they bring him, or I guess the day before or two days before they bring him in for a workout, the day before they officially sign him. And I'm just left kind of wondering, you know, why, why now as opposed to a month ago or two months ago? You know, Michael Schofield has been available all this time and the bears need at right guard and just in the interior offensive line spot there in general has been the same throughout. So the big issue this offseason, right? Was that there was not salary cap space during the main portion of free agency, but like we've detailed on this podcast many times, if you've been following along June 1st, a certain salary cap rule took place so that the bears freed up a bunch of cap space 
from Danny Trevathan and Tariq Cohen's contract. After June 1st, the Bears went up to like 22 or $24 million of salary cap space. Can't remember the exact number at this time. And all of a sudden, this windfall of cash was available and they haven't really used it to sign players at some of these positions of need. For a little while there, you know, they had Dakota Dozier competing with Sam Mustafer at right guard. And presumably that is where Michael Schofield will more or less be handed the starting job. He's still going to have to compete for it and earn the starting job. But presumably he has proven to be a better player consistently through his career thus far than Sam Mustafer. We'll get through his career a little bit more in, in a moment. But Dakota Dozier got hurt, tore his ACL, as it turned out, but got hurt June 21st. I went back and looked at the date. Even before the injury, when Mustafer and Dakota Dozier was your plan at right guard, it still felt like more competition was going to be needed and necessary there. And that the Bears at minicamp and OTAs or whatever, sure, maybe they were still wanting to see what they had in those guys and in certainly the rookies that they drafted on the offensive line and the young offensive tackles that they inherited. Sure, I can sort of maybe justify understanding wanting to see them at minicamp and OTAs. But then, you know, those practices ended at the end of June. And certainly Dakota Dozier got hurt June 21st. And it was not long after that that they determined it was a very serious injury and an ACL that he has since had surgery on and will miss the rest or all of the 2022 season here. So they've had more than a month of this exact offensive line group in place. And it's not until now, two days before training camp, that they sign that right guard. Nothing has changed about how good or bad the Bears offensive linemen are in that time. No one additionally that we know of, and maybe perhaps there'll be a a physically unable to perform this injury that could come out you know, by the time you're hearing this podcast or soon after this podcast comes out that changes the offensive line composition. But otherwise, from the moment they signed him to the end of OTA, nothing has changed publicly about this offensive line. So now they go out and, and get him. And I'm glad that they've been, that they're now being proactive about it. It's good that they have him. I'm not, this is not a criticism of like, oh, no, why bother signing him at all? No, please sign him. I just... I don't know why they waited this long. And you could say, well, no teams were practicing. So what was the, what, you know, what harm did, was there to just waiting until training camp to finally bring him in? But like, you, you, there's always that risk that another team goes out and, and signs him. If, if you identified Michael Schofield as a guy that you would want to add to your football team June 21st when Dakota Dozier gets hurt, why wait until July 25th to make the deal? Glad he's here. I think he's going to provide a very clear upgrade at right guard over what we've seen from Sam Mustafer at this time. And by adding at that position, Sam Mustafer can then be more of a potential depth guy, assuming that he loses the competition, which seems likely given what we know about Michael Schofield. And it can have this ripple effect through the rest of the offensive line where he also has some versatility to play multiple positions. Mustafer can be your backup center and backup guards. Maybe you keep one of the other rookies then, either Zachary Thomas or Doug Kramer, and have them those two handle your three backup interior offensive line positions. And all of a sudden the whole interior gets stronger by adding one player and kind of pushing the depth back down and giving you better options than across the board and a reliable, experienced veteran at a very key position for Justin Fields' success this upcoming season. We'll kind of go into some of his reliability and his experience over his career. Worked in a lot of different schemes, but kind of getting back to his roots a little bit with this Bears offense next. 
on Locked On Bears. So many of us have been in a position in our lives where we're a little tight on cash. You know, you're feeling a little bit paycheck to paycheck and maybe you can't afford to quite fill up your gas tank all the way or, you know, you're wondering how you're going to get by with some of these expenses and there's a lot of stress that comes with that. But our friends at Dave are here to help you get out of that pinch when you really need it. Dave is a banking app that can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, you know, buy that wedding gift this summer or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been causing you that stress without any hangups because there's no interest and no credit check needed with Dave. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I don't want to oversell Michael Schofield as some Pro Bowl guard that's coming in like Josh Sitton five, six years ago now. Wow, that's a long time. Coming in like Josh Sitton and providing, you know, top-notch guard play. I mean, the reason that a guy like Michael Schofield is available now and has been available now is because he's not, you know, he's not a top 10 offensive guard in the NFL. But throughout his career, he has been reliable, consistent. You know what you're going to get. Hasn't even had much of a, a, a drastic, you know, injury history. Uh, has a lot, many seasons as a consistent, valued starter in this league. And so there's, that. that's why it's so easy to immediately sort of assume that he's going to be a, a part of, this offensive line starting lineup with without too much of a competition. You know, I think it's going to be, they'll call it a competition. They'll keep it open, but he's a guy that you can rely on because, I mean, he was the starter for the Chargers last season. Started, I think, 12 games for them. Started off the year on the bench, but came off on the bench and was was really solid. I mean, he's been, throughout his career, very consistent in pass protection. You know, he's been on a number of different teams. I think the, the Broncos, the Chargers, the, the Panthers, I think, a little bit, maybe in the Ravens as well. And it was a couple stints with the Chargers. And pretty consistently throughout there, he's been a guy that you can rely on in pass protection pretty consistently. He's going to give up a sack or two. He's going to give up some, pres- pre- some pressures. Not a pro bowler, but, in, you know, you can trust him to be able to anchor against stronger interior rushers, to be able to pass off stunts pretty effectively there, and just hold that down so you don't feel like it's this constant hole that, the, the opposing team is going to be able to attack. He's never been, you know, that hard-nosed, mauling run blocker, per se. He's not like that type of downhill physical mauler, you know, butt kicker up front. But, you know, he, he can get by there, and he's not going to allow, like, 
the instant penetration in the backfield every time you're trying to hand the ball off up the middle either. And I think it's going to be an interesting transition for him now coming back to Chicago, or coming to Chicago, but back into this style of offense. I think it should be a little bit easier for him, especially as Luke Getze tries to make the whole scheme easier for Justin Fields and for the offensive line. Because the Chargers offense under Joe Lombardi was one that didn't go out of its way to simplify things and make things easier for Justin Herbert. It's why it was extra impressive what Herbert has been able to do. But like they're among the bottom of the league in use of play action, for example, or run pass option. You know, those things that we think of to make a rookie quarterback's job easier. And so those things also tend to make an offensive lineman's job easier. And on play action, when the pass rushers aren't exactly sure if you're running or passing and they're, so they're not going to pin their ears back quite exactly the same way or in the run pass option when you're literally run blocking and and, and the quarterback might be throwing the ball while you're run blocking so things like that can make Schofield's job even easier in Chicago the Chargers offense was also a little bit more gap scheme and, and inside zone you know power and and traps with, with pulling offensive linemen than this Bears stretch outside zone scheme so he'll be on the move horizontally a little bit more in Chicago than he was in Los Angeles, but he started his career with the Denver Broncos, or I mean, he made his first start, I should say, like his first real like in-game live experience was with the Denver Broncos in Gary Kubiak's outside zone scheme. He was there for the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and then the season after that, first as a right tackle that first starting season, and then second, and then they moved him inside to right guard after that as they had sort of different needs on that offensive line arise. He's done both positions at a very similar, consistent level in this similar style of outside zone scheme. You know, Kubiak kind of, Kubiak came under originally the, the Mike Shanahan scheme and then, you know, Kyle Shanahan kind of birthed with, with of course, then um, the uh, Rams head coach um, McVay and working then with Mike LaFleur and Matt LaFleur, both LaFleurs, the Green Bay head coach, and then Luke Getze, right? You can see how the tree kind of trickles down from Kubiak. It's the same system that he played in earlier his career. Now he's, you know, 30 or whatever, 31 or 30 at this date, 31, going to be turned to 32 in November. So he's not as young and spry as he was earlier in his career, but he has a familiarity with this offense and I think shouldn't have too much trouble getting back into it. So I think he's going to he's gonna be a consistent enough football player that you'll make it work with the running game. It'll certainly be a, a massive upgrade, I think, in terms of pass protection. And then on top of that, you do have that versatility that he can start at both right guard or right tackle. I think earlier in his career, he occasionally filled in at left tackle in a pinch, but mostly a, a right side of the line guy. But like, say, you know, you get into the season and you have an injury at right tackle and maybe you end up moving Schofield out to right tackle and then Sam Mustafa in at right guard. I mean, you just have options it, however things might play out. And that, that extra versatility from him also makes him quite valuable. And again, makes me wonder why they didn't prioritize bringing in this type of free agent acquisition a little bit earlier because the cap space has been there. The need has been there. But then now that things are getting to training camp and they can bring these guys in for a workout and get them in the pads and get them in the mix, I wonder if if we might not see a couple of other additions at some point here, or if they're just still sitting on this cap space. But now that you get to see these guys in pads more formally, if the needs will become more, more visible, certainly injuries are always a risk at this time too. So we'll take a look at some of the bears, other options at free agency that some of these guys, I mean, these guys that have been, been around this whole off season, but now that you're in training camp, maybe they're ready to spend and they've got the salary cap space to do so. And still spots where it's not as glaring of a need, as right guard, 
but you can always use more good football players and you can always use more depth at, at every position, but especially a few in particular that we'll key in on next on Locked on Bears. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When June 1st first came around, I thought we might see like a, a late wave of a few free agents spending for the Chicago Bears that, oh, once that June 1st cap space kicked in, I thought, okay, now you can sign that, that right guard. Now you can sign another wide receiver. Now you can sign more depth on defense. And it didn't happen at that time. And I wonder if now that Schofield is, is in the fold as really this last, this late free agent signing, if they won't look around and say, you know what, where else can we upgrade our roster now that we can actually bring these guys into training camp? All of which would be players that I don't know why you wouldn't have just brought them in earlier and had them with your playbook in your organization for as much of the offseason as possible, given that nothing has really changed up to this point. But the options are still there. The money is still there. And I think like at wide receiver, for example, Bears fans have been talking about Will Fuller since February, still sitting out there as a free agent. And yes, with all these free agents, you're not going to get Pro Bowl caliber guys coming to Chicago at this stage of the process. I mean, Will Fuller's been, a, you know, I think 879, almost 900 yard season in 2020 with Houston was his best. And that was only 11 games. He was on pace for a thousand yard season multiple times in his career. He just has never played a full 16 game season, has some drop issues too, but speed, vertical, take the top off type of guy to add in with Mooney, with Pringle, with Bayless Jones. I think that could be a lot of fun, but he may be holding out for more of a contender. I mean, we'll see what exactly the process might be there too. Otherwise, slot receiver, Adam Humphreys, you know, kind of your stereotypical under six foot tall, white slot wide receiver. You see a lot of those in the NFL nowadays, never going to be a thousand yard guy, but can make some, some, make some guys miss be another weapon for fields and give you just more depth, more competition at wide receiver. Cause we don't really know. Nothing's really proven besides Darnell Mooney at this point, Pringle, we know Pringle's going to give you something. We just don't know how much, but other than that, it's, you know, rookie and Valus Jones, unproven Equinemius St. Brown, unproven Nikhil Harry, a bunch of other kind of retread guys that they brought in to give him a second chance. You know, if the bears want to continue that trend with some of these other, with another free agent wide receiver, you've got Alan Hearns, formerly the Jacksonville Jaguars, was once a proven wide receiver, a thousand-yard guy, but has not played in a game since 2019. You know, opted out for a COVID year and then was injured last season, I believe. So we haven't seen it in a while. But Chicago on a one-year deal to reprove himself and then hit free agency next year would make a lot of sense and would be the only guy not named Darnell Mooney who's ever been a thousand-yard receiver on the Chicago Bears right now. Like he, he would bring something proven in the past on a low-risk, high-reward deal. The other former first-round pick out there that could be a reclamation project is John Ross, formerly of the, the Buffalo Bills and, of course, then the, the Cincinnati Bengals. But he's kind of fallen off, and there have been some off-the-field questions about how he's doing. He's never just never really been able to put it together. I think he was on the Giants as well in there. Maybe I mixed up the Giants and the Bills with him. But regardless, never really put it together in the Nikhil Harry style of, of player. 
there's options out there at wide receiver and certainly always room to add more players at that position. You like the guys that you have, but that shouldn't stop you from saying, uh, bring in Alan Hearns, bring in Adam Humphreys, bring in Will Fuller, and give me the best five wide receivers possible because outside of Darnell Mooney, and we don't really owe <laughs> too many of these guys very much at receiver. I'd also like to see, you know, why not bring in more on the offensive line, offensive tackle? You've got a competition. You've got maybe Tevin Jenkins questions with Braxton Jones, the rookie, getting an opportunity. And yes, you want to play those young players as much as possible. But more important than playing young players is getting the best offensive line you can for Justin Fields. So you've got Daryl Williams from the Buffalo Bills, who has similar guard and tackle versatility on that right side. I'm talking about him all offseason as a guy that could kill two birds with one stone, potentially, if you move, move a guy into guard. You've got Schofield now, so the versatility is less needed. But still, bring me in an offense, a veteran offensive tackle. Let all the young guys compete maybe for just one spot on the other side and let the other young guys be quality backups that you feel good about if they end up you know, getting in the mix this season. There's also Matt Eberflew's connection, former Indianapolis Colt Eric Fisher was a you know starting left tackle for them this past season. Bring him in. Make it a competition. You're not handing him the starting job. You're saying compete with Tevin Jenkins, compete with Braxton Jones, compete with Larry Borum. You're probably going to win because you've been an NFL starter for a long time, but nothing's guaranteed. Compete. Give us the best offensive tackles we possibly can. Or if Fisher's waiting for more of a, a contending type spot or a true opportunity or whatever, another former Colt, Sam Tevy. They signed him last season. He got hurt in the preseason training camp, missed the whole year with an ACL injury. But he had been the, the Chargers starting left tackle for a few different seasons. I mean, he comes in, he's still 27 years old, a younger guy, but it started, I think, three years in a row for Chargers at left and right tackle for them. It'd be a great opportunity for a guy to, coming off an injury, missed a whole season, play a year in Chicago, look good as a starter, cash in next offseason in Chicago or somewhere else. There's good offensive tackle options out there, okay wide receiver options out there to kind of keep building around Justin Fields even more with this salary cap space that you're sitting on. Wouldn't mind to see more defensive depth as well, especially if Robert Quinn, I mean, is he is he going to arrive at training camp? I guess they're arriving today as this podcast is coming out, so we'll see for sure. But questions about whether he's going to be around for this season or how much of this season, why not bring in another edge rusher? You got Al-Qadim Muhammad, you got Travis Gibson, you know, you've got Dominic Robinson, the rookie, but there's no such thing as too many pass rushers. And sitting out there, you've got, you know, Trey Flowers, who didn't live up to the big contract in Detroit, but you know, it was, was solid in New England and you're not asking him to be Khalil Mack anymore. You know, you're, you just have him rotate in with those guys. Might be holding out for more money or a bigger opportunity, but if he's available, why not kick the tires? Or Carl Nassip from the Raiders. Great part of that defensive end rotation. Bring him in. Doesn't need to be the premier guy, but rotate with those guys and give you another consistent veteran pass rusher there. Or if you want to go the younger route and the reclamation route, uh, Takaris McKinley, formerly of the, the Cardinals, or excuse me, the, the Falcons and the Browns, was a first-round pick for them, had some injury issues, and is still rehabbing from his injury. And that's why he hasn't signed up to this point. But sounds like he's getting close and, and maybe ready to go pretty soon. So, And Cleveland may honestly just bring him back once he's ready to go. But if you want to go younger as part of this sort of find if he could be a longer-term piece there. I mean, Carl Nassib's pretty young too. But Takaris McKinley, even younger as that, that first-round pick reclamation-type project there. The other position that's still looking for a, a starter at training camp that we talked about in the training camp preview podcast is at linebacker. Roquan Smith, Nick Morrow, yes. Linebacker three, to be determined. At this point, it looks like Joe Thomas, but, you know, the not really 
proven consistent guys there. It's a smaller linebacker role, which is a tougher sell to a free agent, but it's better than no contract <laughs> to a free agent. You got Joe Schobert out there from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, AJ Klein from the Buffalo Bills has always been that. I think he, he was with the Chiefs at one point too, but has always been a solid sort of interior guy there. Or Anthony Hitchens, Kansas City Chiefs, released him earlier this offseason. Veteran, veteran, uh, veteran linebacker who, you know, is is on the the wrong side of of thirty, I believe. But the Ryan Poles connection is is very strong there, and I could see him coming in as a veteran here who can just sort of, you know, lock down that third spot. Be in their rundowns mainly, not ask him to do a ton in pass protection, but you know have have a solid role and, and provide some veteran experience for a lot of younger guys and special teamers you know, on that on that linebacker depth chart there, and just kind of build out that depth a bit more. That that's what it's about for me. It's not like they desperately need another linebacker or desperately need another edge rusher, but if you have the cap space, there's players available. Why not add more depth at those positions? Maybe some of these veterans are waiting for training camp to get a little bit deeper. So they don't have to practice as much. A lot of them just don't want to do training camp if they can avoid it. But you want them in the building as early as possible to get up to speed as quickly as possible, especially on the offensive line, which is why Schofield needed to happen now. We'll see what the details come out on that contract and what happens next for him. But you can be sure all your Bears training camp updates will have them for you right here on the Locked on Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today. Hopefully every day, wherever you get your podcasts or on the YouTube channel, you can get the video form of the podcast as well. I hope you're buckled up and ready to go for what should be an interesting training camp with a lot of competition. We'll be here for you with updates from Hallis Hall to make it that much easier for you to bear down. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.